What would you do to follow through on your convictions? Is the cost of one's goal worth the price of how much harm it may inflict onto others? Well, in today's episode, I review a film about the actions of a corporate entity seeking to change the world by first tearing it apart. And yes, dinosaurs happen to be there too, I guess. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews on all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. Hope you're enjoying this week. This past week, we've had a lot of big uh, blockbusters coming out, and, you know, uh, June's rolling right on through, and we're just going to get more and more big movies along the way. So, with that being said, after we watch the movie that I'm going to be talking about later today... Kate and I, we decided to get dinner as we usually do. But, you know, this time, this dinner kind of required plenty of strategy going into it. There's a popular all-you-can-eat sushi buffet near where I live. uh, And when I tell you that everyone in town loves it, I'm saying that everyone seriously rolls deep for this restaurant. I can't tell you how many times I've gone and everyone just shows up with huge families. I'm talking, you know, everyone shows up with their titas, with their titos, their lolos, and their lolas. And, you know, even babies are there. And they, they, they're not going to eat sushi. But yet, you know, what are they? What are you going to do? Just leave the baby at home while everyone's just partying and going to town on all this sushi? No, you bring the baby along. That being said, you know, this restaurant ended up sh- showing up on Kate's TikTok feed, and I realized that it never even crossed my mind to take her here. But fortunately, she's going in with a pro, so I had the game plan already uh, long before the movie even started. Once the credits began to roll, I had Kate immediately put us on, on the waitlist through Yelp, and to no surprise, we were probably 28th in line. I had accounted for this, and I made sure to eat a decent amount since I know that waiting for a table was just going to take a long time, but Kate decided to ultimately snack lightly in order to clear room for the unfathomable amount of sushi that we're about to just absolutely annihilate upon arrival. And let me tell you, this is a rookie move. Sorry, Kate, if you're listening to this, but it is. This is a move that my mom and sister often you know, does every time we go there for dinner and the sheer amount of hangry energy that immediately just fills the space of the car as we sit and waiting is so earth shakingly tense that it is so un- unbelievably hilarious once we step in and get seated as we it just, you know, inhale everything coming down the conveyor belt like we're just a big family of Kirby's. Finally, once Kate and I got seated, uh, it became a game of just dividing and conquering. Kate would go up to order some uh, sashimi and come back with some special rolls. And then I'd go and do the same for the next round until we just, you know, alternate back and forth until the final rally where we're both so stuffed that the walk back to the car felt like an Olympic level feat that we're embarrassingly borderline incapable of doing. You might be wondering, that's nice and all, Christian, that you had a good weekend, but what the heck does this have to do with Jurassic World Dominion? Well, just like the actual movie that we watched, absolutely nothing. And, you know, it was just a big waste of time telling you that, I guess. 
But today we're going to sink our teeth into the new Jurassic World movie, and I'll go more into detail about what I mean about that. But before we do that, let's jump into some things that I'm currently into. First up, I just started watching Richard Linklater's Before Trilogy, starting off with uh, Before Sunrise. I've yet to dip into Before Sunset and then after that, Before Midnight. But, you know, a lot of people really love these movies, and I can see why. Uh, Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke have a great chemistry. The dialogue is well-written. It's a little heavy on the dialogue scene, so if you're looking for something that has a little more meat on its bones, this is kind of a different speed. I'm interested in, you know, carving out more time to finish out the rest of these films, but the first two can only be rented or purchased on a streaming platform like Apple TV or Amazon Plus, so there's that. The last film, however, at the time of recording, I did see it on Hulu, so I'm hoping that it's still around by the time I catch up. And up next, we have Love on the Spectrum. Yeah! Awesome. Yeah, Kate and I are are big fans of dating shows, and Love on the Spectrum is just pure, distilled joy. Very rarely is there a show where we both actively, you know, cheer and well up with tears on a reality show of this genre. But, uh, you know, seeing folks from the autistic community find love is one of the sweetest things on television, and it just constantly just makes us cry every time we watch it, honestly. We've seen the original Australian version on Netflix, but the U.S. version just dropped. And y'all, it's just so good. Seriously, just, you know, you get sucked in once you start watching. So I I highly recommend that you uh, just binge through all the episodes if you can. And finally on my currently list, we have the fourth season of Young Justice. I'm pretty sure I might have uh, mentioned Young Justice fandoms when it first premiered on a previous TMQ episode. And I got to say, the first half of of those episodes, I remember, were just really hard to watch on a week-to-week basis. You know, each episode just felt like it, I don't know, lacked any direction, and the writing varies from decent to just poorly mishandled. Uh, This can tend to be the case in the latter half, but I, I think that the show ends up proving that sometimes it's best to let the whole season play out before coming to a verdict, because these last batch of episodes were really good. I I, I like that it brought the focus back on the original team from the first season, and I think that it unifies the uh, various plot lines from those initial episodes in a way that was actually thoughtful. It's definitely a better season than uh, last season, which was Young Justice Outsiders, and I feel like I've done a full 180, where I'm just stoked for a fifth season so if you like dc superheroes or you like you know um animated shows about superheroes in general uh why not give young justice fandoms a watch but without further ado let's dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode as we chomp right on down into jurassic world dominion released on june 10th 2022 and directed by colin uh, trevorrow This movie stars Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, DeWanda Wise, and B.D. Wong. Four years after dinosaurs had been released onto the world, humanity struggles to find balance in cohabiting amongst their new prehistoric neighbors. Owen uh, Owen Grady and Claire Deering have since hid in isolation watching over Maisie Lockwood. Meanwhile, When an ecological plague begins to sweep the nation's food supply, former consultants of the original Jurassic Park, doctors Ellie Sattler and Alan Grant, begin to investigate the genesis of this new threat. 
Hey, um, yeah, this is me stepping out of the review real quick. Uh, consider this as a pre-review of sorts. It was genuinely hard going into writing just the summary for this script because this movie was a lot. Okay, with that being said, Jurassic World Dominion seeks to juggle a lot on its plate. It attempts to merge the nostalgia fans had with the original film on top of the thinly set story that was laid out within this current trilogy. The culmination results into a movie that bears little effort in actually attempting to tell a story that is vaguely interesting with both plots helmed by the new trilogy and returning casts respectively, coming across as essentially two separate movies that were, I don't know, Frankenstein together into something that was barely coherent. While returning cast members from the 1993 film are excellent in the moments that we spend time with them, it's the B-plot that seeks to plausibly include uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's characters that feels shoehorned in, both of which turn in performances that are, at this point, devoid of any chemistry and comes across as contractually obligated appearances. Chris Pratt in particular lacks the usual charisma that he always contributes in his films, only partaking in Dominion's, in Dominion's larger action sequences while lacking any semblance of an actual character arc. However, newcomer to the franchise DeWanda Wise is a great addition to the film, bringing much-needed comedic relief while also still holding her own as she fights through an unconscionable amount of dinosaurs. Yet, while they're few and far between, Jurassic World Dominion's action scenes are excellently delivered, often ramping up intention to an effective degree. The, the dinosaurs themselves are at their most menacing, and they also look visually fantastic as the film seamlessly blends through uh, practical and digital models. Jurassic World Dominion, like many of the previous entries before it, feels empty of any of the same wonder and craftsmanship that preceded it with the original film. Although seeing the likes of Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum is never a bad thing, the execution of this conclusion uh, to the latest trilogy is just incredibly underwhelming, with only some redeeming qualities in its visual production. And I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 10. And you can see this movie right now in theaters. But let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to re recommend some other dinosaur movies that are actually worth watching. So hold on to your butts. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today on our program, we're talking all about the final movie in the Jurassic World trilogy, which I don't know. I'll, I'll see it to believe it. But this latest trilogy isn't great. But you know what is still great regardless? Dinosaurs. So here's some movies that I've enjoyed over the years that have dinosaurs in it that I think would serve as a good palate cleanser. And so, first up, we have Land Before Time. After looking up movies that had dinosaurs in them, you'll find a lot of B-movies and animated movies. And among them, the animated iterations of these ancient dudes tend to fare a little better out of the bunch. Among them, Land Before Time, y'all, is by far one of the best. It, it spawned a large direct-to-video multi-film series that I would even dare challenge the likes of what, you know, Dominic Toretto would even dare of uh, achieving. You hear that, Vin Diesel? Land Before Time's got you beat. But it spawned, 
you know, so much movies of this that, you know, I was just a fan of these movies as a kid, but the original stands as the best out of all of them. It was always kind of hard to revisit it back then, but it's no surprise that the original Land Before Time just holds up to a much more uh, deeper degree. It was darker, sadder, but it also had a sweet story about friendship and found family. So, yeah, I don't know actually where you can watch the original Land Before Time. Actually, now, now that I'm thinking about it and I'm talking out loud, I think it's HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, don't take my word for it, but I mean, if it's not there, my bad. Up next, we have We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Does anyone else remember this this movie? I mean, I remember watching this a lot when it would air on TV, and We're Back isn't by any means a great movie, but it definitely is entertaining. The cast is great. Uh, you have John Goodman in it. John Goodman is always good, man. I think I just stole that joke from, like, you know, uh, Better Call Saul or just from Breaking Bad. Anyways, I think the animation is fantastic and it definitely has some, you know, terrifying moments. But it's a movie that I'd always stick around whenever it was on. And up next, we have 2017's reboot of the Power Rangers franchise. And while there aren't dinosaurs in this, technically the teenagers do end up riding on prehistoric robots so i'm going to count this one this movie has its flaws for sure but the power rangers don't really transform until the third act of this movie and i think that it really built the foundation though in establishing the bond that the core group had with one another and it was a decent movie that uh, that was groundbreaking uh in also being one of the first superhero films to have queer representation along with an autistic teammate who played a crucial role within the squad while the reboot never really took off beyond this film i personally am still holding out for for the sequel and finally we have the original jurassic park which i feel like is cheating to include you know maybe i i should have included uh peter jackson's King Kong and Stan, but if Jurassic World Dominion didn't care about delivering a good story, I think it's okay to, you know, just bend the fictional rules a little bit. The original has great pacing, the sound design is a masterpiece, the score is beautiful, Steven Spielberg's direction is awesome, and the terror of the T-Rex rampaging through the park will just never get old. It set the, the gold standard that every film after it just Never could measure up to it. But yeah, that's today's episode, y'all. What'd you think? Was it too short? Did I not talk about enough dinosaurs enough? I, if I had to say what my favorite dinosaur is, you know, I would say the long neck one. I, I don't know the actual uh, sciency name for it. I think it's the Brachiosaurus. Wait, okay. This is just me thinking out loud. And, you know, maybe this is just my little conspiracy corner theory, but I think the Brachiosaurus, follow along with me real quick, is just a dinosaur that was made up because it's comprised of other dinosaur parts. Am I making this up? And I feel like people are actively Googling this in real time, and they're going to probably hit me up later saying, you're right. 
wow, Christian, you're an inspiration. You're incredibly intelligent. And man, cool abs. Anyways, if you want to share your thoughts on today's uh, episode or maybe this week's movie that I watched, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. You can also email the show at That's My Q Podcast at gmail.com where you can always send suggestions on what I should review next. And as always, y'all, be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, which all of uh, those platforms help boost attention for the show as well as, you know, maybe sharing the episode with a friend. Maybe, you know, uh, after watching this really not great movie, you're like, you know what we should do instead? We should listen to a really good podcast about TV shows, movies, albums, and games. And they're like, um, is this Joe Rogan's podcast? And then you smack the crap out of them. I mean, I've, I've never really listened to any episode of Joe Rogan's podcast, to be honest, but I don't know if he actually does any of that, but he's a big meathead, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I want to thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul, from the School Days Beat Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Next week's episode, we're going to take off right in the space. We're going to, uh, what's that little Einstein song? Think of that as we're talking all about Pixar's Lightyear. And as always, I'm going to leave you off with an inspirational quote from this week's movie that I watched. And, you know, it really hit me deep as I heard this line spoken in the movie. And I hope that it also reaches you wherever you are listening to this particular episode. Sorry, I need to really step back from the mic a little bit and just kind of get in the character. That was Ray Romano as a T-Rex. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and... That's my cue.